Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com. Some of you guys have heard me tell this story before, and unfortunately, it's not a testimony of, you know, everyone has those stories that happens one time, and it's a life-changing thing, and then, you know, hopefully it never happens again. Well, God has given me a continuous testimony at my house. When Sam and I got our home, Jerry, you know where this is going. When Sam and I got our home, we were so happy and so thankful. We lived literally in the neighborhood that we wanted to live in, close to work, and it's really nice, filled with kids and happy times and everything. Um, When we got the house, we had a nice backyard filled with grass. And uh, then we, right before we got married, we got robbed. And, And that was not the best of our times. And uh, so we did what anyone does when you get robbed. You get an alarm system and you get even better, something better than an alarm system. What do you get? You you get a dog. But what do we get? Two dogs. So we got two dogs. (laughs) And we, I remember we went into the, uh, we went, we we adopted them rescue all the way. So we went to the shelter to save, you know, to get a dog. And uh, Sam had the idea of getting a Rottweiler. We went in there, and the way it was set up is that there's, you know, there's all the kennels. There's like a big kennel filled with little dogs that are just all stuck together. And then the bigger dogs have their own space because a lot of them are, you know, they don't really trust each other, and it's just animals. So we're going around. There's big Rottweilers. There's pit bulls, and we were looking at all of them. And then we saw this uh, one cage that had two dogs in them. They were pretty big. They weren't as small as the little guys, but they were stuck together because these two dogs, like, could not be apart. They were just like oh, scared of everything that happened. And um, it was a, it's a golden, it's a yellow lab and a black lab, and they're mixed with husky. So we went over there, and then I, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I just feel like these guys are the ones. So long story short, we ended up getting them. Mumford and Carter, our two dogs. And Sam went in there to go get a Rottweiler that would protect us. Our dogs would probably just kiss you to death. They are like the most, they don't have, I don't know if they have a protective bone in their body, but... What they do uh, do in the backyard, <laughs> hmm. what, they, what they constantly, what constantly takes place in the backyard is they play all the time. So they run and chase each other. I mean, they wrestle. They, they're really cool. One day I'm going to take some video of it so you can see it. No lie. They do these like stare down walks at each other, like across. They take like a few paces and they'll just boom and clash. It's the awesomest thing to watch. I, I watch it like every morning and, um, it's awesome. But as you can imagine, what happened in the backyard is that once beautiful backyard filled with grass is just a barren wasteland. And it's on a hill. So a while ago, the rains started coming down really hard. And I came down to the base. I was just chilling in the living room, um, playing the piano, hanging out. Go- Sam was like, hey, babe, can you go downstairs and get something? We were cooking some food. Sure. Go downstairs. What in the world? Basement just flooded. Because the drain there was, had been covered, the grass that would have stopped it, oh man, it was a nightmare. So it happened. I think I even talked to you guys about that. Since that day, it's happened maybe three or four times. But it happened again just last week, and this one really, really got me. I was at the hospital with Pastor Terry, making sure that he was okay. His procedure went on a little bit longer than we thought. I started getting these text messages on my phone, not text messages, but like news alerts, flash flood warning in Silver Spring, Maryland. 
I'm sitting there like, what do I do? Pastor Terry's like, Pete, please just stick around until I get outside. You know? And I'm like, you know, will, will, he, will he even know? You know, like, will he even know that I, if, I, if I leave or not? And, but I'm like so fiercely loyal to my friends. So like, it's just, you know, I'm just sitting there and like flash flood warnings, flash flood warnings. I keep looking outside. And I was like, it doesn't look so bad. Then I'd actually go outside. You know, it's, it's crazy. And I started to think this thought. This, I'm just kind of exposing the childish and maybe ignorant faith that I have sometimes. But I started thinking, God's not going to let my basement flood because I'm here doing God's God stuff. <laughs> sounds, it sounds right, right? You know, I'm here doing, you know, pastor things. So he'll just look out for me in the basement. And then I ended up staying there from maybe, I think it was six in the morning until six in the evening. So when I got home, I started thinking, maybe I should have gone home and just checked on, checked on things. Long story short, you, you know where this is going. I get in there, walk down to the steps, and this was the worst flooding that we had ever had. Because it wasn't just water, it was mainly mud. And when I went to go, and it was still raining, and when I went to go and clear the drain, there was like this much mud covering it. And my dogs are just like, <laughs> they just want to play in it. And I'm like, you did this. You know, you guys are the ones who made the mudslides happen. I just started getting mad, just angry. I'm standing there, just mud all over the place, cleared it off. And then I said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this again. Just start to clean it off. And Sam got home and she, you know, I said, Sam, don't even go downstairs. Just don't. You can't handle it. It's so bad. It's so, it's so wrong. You, you just can't do it. I, I can't even handle it. And I'm just like there. And I'm like literally like I'm so angry and so sad. And then I hear these little steps, little Sam. And she puts on her little rain boots that she bought. These, not little rain boots. They're like this big. She comes down there and she says, well, let's start. Let's start. And I was standing there for a good 15, 20 minutes, just like, this is so terrible. I can't believe God let this. I was doing Jesus things, and you didn't let this happen to me. And blah, 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 blah. I'm covered in all of this stuff. And then Sam just came down and was like, well, what are you going to do? Are we just going to stand here? Or are we going to start cleaning up? Are we going to just stay here and stand in this stuff? Or are we going to start cleaning up? And Sam just started doing things. And I'm just like looking at her like, you're so cool. And we start hosing things down and, you know, moving things away. And I'm like, slowly but surely, the basement starts to come back to life. Look, it's not carpeted. And that's, there's a reason for that. So actually, by the time we finished cleaning it, it actually looked better than it did when we first, when we, when it, before it flooded. And the, what moved me was that I was standing there in all of this mud. And, uh, you think you could make it a compelling argument that I didn't deserve that. But you could also maybe make a compelling argument. Maybe you did. You should have gone home. Terry would have never known. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, how many of you guys have ever felt like you're just surrounded in the dirt? You're surrounded by this stuff. It's, it, it's coming to your house. It's coming to the safe place. And you're just covered in this. And you have to clear it out. Or you can just stand there. Are you guys with me? You see, I, th- I think so many times we, th- we have this expectation that uh, nothing bad is really going to happen to us. Um, 
because we're, we're, we're doing God stuff, right? We're praying every day. We're reading our Bible and everything. And I was reminded actually about this when we were at the concert on Thursday. Aaron Schust got up there and started reminding this passage that I love so much, some words from Jesus. And I love people who are honest and straightforward, and Jesus is exactly that. He says this, in this world, you will have trouble. He didn't say you might or maybe, you will have trouble. Don't even go into it thinking that, that you're not going to. There will be tough times. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen. And in tough, when tough times happen, they never come at a convenient time, right? They come at a time where, where you have some plans, you had some hopes, you had some dreams, you thought things were going to go this way, and then what happens? The mud slides in, right? It just came out of nowhere, you, you, you didn't deserve it, or maybe you did. Who knows? But it came, and that's the bottom line. But thankfully, God doesn't leave the verse there. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And like I said, by the time we were finished cleaning up that basement, it was actually a little bit better than it was before. The guys had band practice with us last night at the house. You guys probably think it's still pretty crazy because it is kind of crazy, but it was better than it was before. And that means sometimes when the mud comes around us, it actually makes us stronger. It actually can make us a little bit better. I was walking today and I was praying and thinking about what to say and knowing that what I wanted to talk about was uh, God and his divine sovereignty and my lack thereof. (laughs) There's a passage in the book of Isaiah where God makes some things really, really clear. And it all comes together with mud, troubles, problems, being taught a lesson that maybe you don't want to happen. And I'm just going to, just for context, give a little bit before. There's this beautiful, beautiful invitation in the book of Isaiah. And this is just so, so powerful. You can leave it up, Gladys. Thank you. It's cool. Um, There's this wonderful, wonderful invitation. And this is coming from God. And he says this. The Lord says, all you who are thirsty, come and drink. Those of you who do not have money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend your money on something that is not real food? Why work for something that doesn't really satisfy you? Listen closely to me, and you will eat what is good. Your soul will enjoy the rich food that satisfies. Come to me and listen. Listen to me so you may live. I will make an agreement with you that will last forever. I will give you the blessings I promised to David and made David a witness of my power for all nations, a ruler and commander of many nations. You will call for nations that you don't know yet, and these nations that don't know you will run to you because of the Lord your God, because of the Holy One of Israel who honors you. So you should look for the Lord before it's too late. You should call to him while he is near, because he's near right now. And then it says this, it gets even more strange. The wicked should stop doing wrong and they should stop their evil thoughts. They should return to the Lord so that he may have mercy on them. They should come to our God because he will freely forgive them. And then it says this, the Lord says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. Your ways are not like my ways. 
Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I'm wondering why he said it at that time. And I think what happens is he's saying all this good stuff and everyone's just loving it. You're going to be blessed in the land. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. And then he says something kind of crazy. He says, the wicked just need to turn around. And if they turn around, I will freely forgive them. And everyone's like, what? Wicked people? Unrighteous people? God is saying, yes, come on. Come on, the door is wide open. All you got to do is just ask. Come on, it's time to change. It's time to get out of that mud. I got big plans for you. I got huge plans for you. It's not too late for you. No matter how far you've fallen, no matter how many bad things you've done in your life, no matter how many times you've done those bad things, just turn to me right now. Just put that stuff in the past and come to me right now and I will freely forgive you. And it just makes you think, What? Who is this God that freely forgives? I saw this thing on Instagram, these little posts that someone put up there and said, it, it said that passage, my ways are not like your ways. My thoughts are not, not like your thoughts. That when God, uh, when someone sins against God, he doesn't need a day or two to get over it. He's ready to forgive right now. He's ready to make you new right now. I wonder tonight how many of you guys are standing in the mud I wonder how many of you, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, need to be reminded that we've been, we've been chasing after food that does not satisfy. We've been going after relationships. We've been going after people. We've been going after jobs. We've been fi- trying to find our own self-worth in, a, in things as opposed to God, the Father who loves you. We've been finding our identity in other things except for his love, that his love never fails and it never gives up and it'll never run out on you and that you can never go too far away. You know, we, 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 we've been looking for things and looking for love in all the wrong places, right? And then some of us, we've just been so comfortable in our wicked ways and in our unrighteous ways. And then some of us are not comfortable in it at all, but we just feel like, how can I get out of this? It's been so long since I've been just off and wrong. And I got things in my life that nobody knows about. Nobody knows. And I carry around, you carry around a guilt and a shame, and you know how this feels. And then you hear a word like this where, where God says, no, no, no. The door is wide open. The door is wide open. You can come back right now. No questions asked. How can a God be like that? How can God be like that? Would you be like that? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But then what we find is this. My thoughts are not like your thoughts. And my ways are not like your ways. God is a God that is filled with grace, filled with love, filled with compassion. The scripture says in Romans 8.1 that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you know what that means? That means you're free. That means when you're covered in the mud and it happened again and and you don't know how you got there, you are still not condemned. That means that once you get that mud out of that basement, once you get that mud going out of the place that's been just blocking you, that you're going to be a better person for it. Because God doesn't give us problems just so he can sit back and laugh. Oh, look what happened to Preethi. No, he doesn't do that. (laughs) I don't know if he sounds like that either. But when we go through tough times, there's a purpose. Like Joseph, what the enemy meant for harm, 
God will use for good. God will use for good. So it's a simple word tonight. You have to know here tonight that you are so loved, that God is passionate about you, that he's not finished with you, and that there's no mess, (laughs) there's no mess that he can't clean up. And that if you find yourself feeling like the person who's just wicked, and I don't know how I'm going to get over this, it's been so long. I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. It says, stop doing wrong. Stop. Stop your evil thoughts. And then it says, return. Return to me, and I will have mercy on you. I will freely forgive you. When I hear a verse like that as a close, it makes me a little nervous because I want, you know, I say, how can I stop? I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to change. And that's when we remember this, that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Paul had to die to self every day. Sometimes you got to die to self moment by moment. And the biggest thing is that when you fall down, you just start up again because you're not condemned. You are saved in him. And you might feel like you're being just redundant with God and that he must be so annoyed with you because of all the things, because of all the times that it's happened. But just remember, he doesn't think the same way that you do. He doesn't do things the same way that you do. He does it his way, which is a way of love and grace. So let's sing this song together. It's an old song. It's a song that my mama loved. And I know some of you guys love it as well. And what's so powerful about it is that it has a word in there, a line in there that reminds us that it's not about us at all. But it's all about what Jesus did on the cross. And uh, even though I'm the only person up here, um, I'm not singing a solo. So sing the song with me, okay? Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain, free to all a healing stream.
ourselves, we find our identity in what he did. And we can hold on to that. So I'm going to ask you to just bow your heads at this time. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm just going to ask you a simple question, and, and it's just between you and the Lord. And um, maybe some of you came in here tonight just feeling like you got the mud of your problems, of your anxieties, and your worries. It's just. It's overwhelming and you're like me just standing there looking at it and just feel like I can't get out of this I can't get over it maybe you feel like it's just too much and there's problems in your life and things that you struggle with and nobody knows about but God knows and he's still crazy about you he still loves you if not he loves you that much more to think that you have to carry that load all by yourself that you have to carry that weight all by yourself that's a lie from the pit of hell because God is for you he loves you and he has big plans for you he says come if you're thirsty come come wherever life's journey is taking you we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship a ministry of WGTS 91.9 in Washington, D.C. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.